Okay guys, let's take a minute and talk about investing in yourself. Regardless of what you are going through, we are all not taught basic skills, fundamental skills that we need in order to not only have what we want, but to be happy. Isn't that what we all say we want to be happy? Well, the reason why most people are not happy is because they are looking to the outside world to give them what they are actually craving. They are expecting their partner, their job, their kids to fill them up inside because they are missing these fundamental skills in order to actually be happy. If you are struggling in any area of life, it is your job to now take full responsibility for yourself and for your life. And the only way to do that is to make a decision that you are done suffering and are ready to move on. My private coaching program can help by guiding you into the next phase of your life. It will give you the tools and the foundation you need to begin taking care of yourself on all levels, mentally and emotionally, which are two areas that most people do not know how to take care of themselves and also physically and spiritually. So take this opportunity to stop wasting time and make the investment in yourself. Register today and start working with me. Hey guys, welcome to Heal, Survive, and Thrive. We are going to get into dating today because let's be honest, I feel like everyone needs a guide to dating and something that we're definitely not taught growing up how to do. We just tend to just go off of looks. We tend to just be obsessed with these superficial things and we don't really even know sometimes what it is that we're looking for. We think we do, but we don't know the bulk or like the most important things that we should be focusing on. We just kind of get obsessed with these superficial things that are maybe going to give us validation or maybe going to give us butterflies. But then five years later, you're in a relationship with someone that honestly you don't even know and you realize that you're not happy. So the point of this is to help you educate yourself on yourself and really know how to actually pick a good one. You know, dating can be so incredibly daunting. And I know a lot of you may not even want to be doing it. Maybe you can't even like imagine yourself dating right now because of what you are either going through or just went through. And maybe you're just listening to this because you want some kind of guidance on what to do next. Because maybe after the first go around, whether it was the first relationship or first marriage, and that didn't go over so well, you have this wall that's up right now. And so you're really healing and learning and educating yourself, or maybe you've been single for a while and you're just kind of over it. Maybe you're realizing like, okay, I must be doing something wrong because I've been single for a really long time and it's a journey for sure. And it's honestly, it's a lot about self-discovery and I wish, I wish, I wish I knew this stuff (laughs) in my twenties and my teen years and even in my thirties. But again, I think sometimes you just have to go through life and learn these hard lessons of how to actually be healthy and how to actually date. And that it had more to do for me when I learned that it had more to do with myself than it did about the person, then things kind of really switched. This is when I, I got it. I was like, okay, this isn't about me finding Prince Charming or getting married or having kids or having this career or this white picket fence. And when I understood okay, the only reason why I really, really want these things is because I think it's going to give me something. And while being in a relationship and having all those things is amazing and it's great, it is not going to completely fill you up. And we all know if you are wounded, if you have baggage, if you have insecurities, if you're coming from fears, 
guess what? You are literally going to pick the wrong person. So this is all about not picking the wrong person, picking the right person for you. But a big part of it is just you understanding yourself. What are the things that, I mean, honestly, let's just be honest. Who are you? Who are you? What do you actually want in a partner? You know, really being completely honest and transparent with yourself. This is what I truly want. And the reason why I said this whole thing is about self-discovery is because sometimes we don't even realize what we want because we don't know who we are. And you don't know who you are, then you're going to pick based off of your wounds, your insecurities, and your fears. And that's what we don't want to do because that's always when we get tangled up with whether it's someone who's narcissistic or emotionally abusive or just a toxic person in general. Honestly, just a person who's wounded in general. I think the healthiest people are the people that know that they're wounded and we all are. Let's just be honest with ourselves. And but we at least the healthy people are the people that know that they're wounded and they know why and they're doing things to work on it. Like they're self-aware that even if you call them out, they can acknowledge, maybe not in real time because they all have egos. We all have egos, but they can at least acknowledge, yes, this is what I'm carrying. This is my stuff. They can at least own it to some extent when you're dealing with someone who is not well, doesn't matter the label. We don't have to say toxic. We don't have to say unhealthy. We don't have to say not well. Just a person that has an inability to accept responsibility for themselves. Maybe you've been that person. I know I have. I've definitely been that person. And I think we've all been that person. But that is the person that you can't be in a relationship with. You also can't be in a relationship with someone who wants a certain type of relationship but doesn't want to take any responsibility for their part in the relationship. We can always be doing better as human beings, as a partner, as a friend. Um, there, there's always things that we can be more self-aware on, things that we can maybe own. Maybe we can have a little bit more empathy. Maybe we can be a little bit more compromising, whatever it is. So we're looking for partners that have the ability to have self-respect um, and know what they want, but obviously play that game of give and take. And it's and it's a, a, a healthy balance that you want to have, but you can't have that balance with someone who doesn't know how to play that, that game as well and doesn't know how to have that balance. So the right mindset is really a big thing. It's a huge thing. It's, it's not just about okay, what are, what is the, you know, the 10 steps to dating? I mean, we're definitely going to go over a bunch of stuff, but this is all about what it is that you want, what's healthy, what's not healthy, having the right mindset in terms of, are you coming from a lot of lack? Are you coming from a lot of insecurity? Are you coming from a lot of fear? Because if your mindset is so stuck in this lack, this lack, this fear, it's not going to happen. What if it doesn't happen? then guess what? You're not going to actually find the person. I mean, you can find a person, but it's not going to be what you want because you are not, or you haven't become the person that you need to be to have the thing that you're actually really craving. Now, I want to talk about confidence because I think sometimes we don't realize that, you know, confidence is such a big word. It's not this, oh, I'm just confident to be able to talk to people. Confidence really intertwines that mindset mentality of, I believe that I'm worthy. So to me, it's like self-worth, self-esteem, self-acceptance, confidence. All of those things are just 
they're one and the same. Like it, they really just surround self-love. How much do I really love myself? How much do I think that I deserve this? What is it that I deserve? Knowing exactly who you are, flaws and all, and accepting of that. Knowing exactly what you want in your life and knowing that you will get that and that you are working towards that. Not accepting less than. All of those things, this is what we're talking about now, is this mindset, this mentality of... I have to cultivate that. And it is something that you cultivate. It's not something that you just wake up in the morning and you just have this incredible mindset all day, every day, and you feel so confident and you, you feel so self-accepting and reassuring that this is definitely going to happen and there's absolutely no fear and no self-doubt. No, but it is about waking up every day and recognizing, okay, let's tackle some of these demons. Let's tackle some of these stories. Let's tackle this fear and this lack and this worry that I have and learning how to parent yourself through that. That's huge. I mean, otherwise what you're basically doing is you're allowing those stories to make you feel a certain way, which over time, the more you keep doing that, you just start creating this, this tape, this program that says, I'm worried about my life. I'm worried about my future. What if this doesn't happen? And you start kind of dwindling down. And this is where you start accepting less than because you don't feel worthy of. So having this mindset, having this confidence, this self-acceptance, it is something that you wake up every day and it's like a muscle that you are just constantly working and working. And I think you can feel at your best when you are slowing down to be more aware of the demons, of the stories, of the things that are holding you back. If you're not slowing down and being very curious or very like, I'm going to own everything. I'm going to take responsibility for myself. When you fully take responsibility for yourself, that means that when you start to feel like shit, you are going to own it as because it's your responsibility that you feel like shit. You're not going to put it on someone else. When you get to that level, then you start to feel really good inside because you realize you can move through spaces, not move through something like you're not going to feel it. You accept that you feel like shit. You acknowledge that this is the story that's making me feel like shit and I'm going to own it and I'm going to do something different about it. You're taking that responsibility. You're having that discipline and that's just a practice that you do every day. And some days you're good at it and some days you're bad at it, but you have to be able in order to be healthy, in order to have a great partner, have a great life, like have self-esteem, have all these things. This is not something that you just wake up and you just boom, you have, you start to wake up and boom, you have it because you have cultivated this mindset and this program and this routine and this, this, this setting in your mind that says I am worthy. And it's something that you constantly are fostering and reinforcing day after day after day. So when we're talking about the whole, you know, dating is self-discovery and it's a journey. And this is really about how well do you take care of yourself? So when you talk about self-discovery, you have to talk about self-improvement. You know, before you start embarking on going on dates and really, you know, throwing yourself into this, you, it is essential to know how to love yourself. And I, and this is such a cliche word now, because I feel like it's thrown around, but do you honestly understand what does it mean to be good to you? What does it mean to be self-loving? What does it mean to be a good person to yourself? You know, and these are questions that 
we don't slow down enough to be able to ask ourselves so we can start doing things differently than just going off of our fears, our worries, our insecurities, or whatever. So when you're talking about self-discovery and you're talking about self-improvement, this is really kind of like the cornerstone of you being good at dating and you finding the person that you actually want. So here's a couple of things that I really want you to consider and I want you to think about here. I want you to, number one, I want you to start knowing your value. I want you to understand the core values that anyone would find absolutely amazing. And you got to be honest with yourself here, right? This is not about let's dump on ourselves. Let's not own it. Like we all have these core values that are very important to us. And that's what we need to really align with. Do you want to be married someday? What type of life do you want to have? What type of character do you, do you want? You know, I want you to really reflect on what truly, truly matters to you in your life, whether it is family, career, you know, personal growth, friendships, what kind of lifestyle do you want? This, I want you to be able to know who, who are you and what do you actually want? What is the most important to you? Because this will help you to start identifying people that share the same outlook. This isn't just about, okay, well, I want kids and this person wants kids too. It goes deeper than that. How do you want to raise kids? How many kids do you want to have? Who, who would be the breadwinner? Are you comfortable with this? Um, in terms of a career, in terms of finances, you know, what would your roles look like? You are really, any relationship, whether you share just a house or you do get married and you have children, you're running a business together. I mean, you're partners. And so you wouldn't start a business with some random person and not sit down and have some meetings and then say, hey, okay, this is going to be my role. This is going to be your role. This is what I'm good at. This is what you're good at. Um, and, and appreciating what the other person brings to the table. So I think you kind of just have to like know yourself. You have to know what is the most important to you and what, what it is that you're looking for in a partner in terms of values and character. You know, confidence, when we talk about confidence, confidence is the most attractive thing. Confidence is not just about, okay, well, I can stand up tall and I know how to talk, you know, slowly and with confidence and I can walk in a certain way or I look a certain way. No, no, no. This is all about neediness. This is all about reactivity. Do I, am I reactive? Is my ego at the forefront? This is, confidence is about, I know how to fill myself up. The confidence is also about, I know how to be vulnerable. I know how to let you in. And I don't fear, you know, that vulnerability or fear you seeing me. I don't fear being honest with you. Being able to have those strengths, and those are strengths. Those are things that people really see in you when you have them, and they are attractive qualities to have. But when you're coming from those wounds and you're coming from those fears and you want to get into a relationship really badly or or maybe you're just so picky and you have a wall up because you've been burned and you're just going on date after date after date and you always, you know, there's an attitude and, and you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. I mean, you could be all over the place. I'm talking to so many different types of people that are struggling with different types of things, but your confidence level is not about you not needing anyone and your confidence level is not about just how good you look. It's just that confidence is all energetic. It's what you're going to just 
display to the person in front of you and they're going to feel that energy. They're going to be able to tell the difference between real confidence and someone who's just masking it. We all can do that. We all know that person. We've all met that person before on a date. And that level of healthy confidence, that's just something that you have done by yourself. It means that you feel good inside, you're good to go. And the only way you can really feel those feelings is through self-parenting, because that means that you learn how to motivate yourself, discipline yourself, love yourself, soothe yourself, validate yourself. So all the things that you look for in a friend, in a partner, you give to you all the time, as much as you possibly can. Maybe not all day, every day, but a lot of the time you can do this stuff. And if you're doing it constantly over and over again, you will start to feel good inside and that will just radiate, you know, contagious energy that people just want to be around. So confidence is also about self-care. Someone who understands that they know how to take care of themselves. They know how to take care of themselves physically and mentally and emotionally. And over time of you dating this person, you see just how well they actually do love themselves. You know, you do activities that make you feel good. You know who you are. You eat well, you exercise, you're mindful. You have an entire life around feeling good, right? From your career to the friends that you have, or maybe, maybe you don't have everything in your whole life figured out, but you have a good mindset in terms of getting to where you want to be. And you're at least making progress in something. So that level of mindfulness of self-awareness to have a healthy, balanced lifestyle is extremely attractive. It, I mean, it's, it, it's creating really your overall happiness. It's not that you have everything in your life figured out, but you at least know that you're capable of figuring it out. You are not putting so much pressure on yourself to have it all figured out. And again, that's attractive. That's what you want is someone who knows who they are, someone who knows who they are and can communicate, someone who can communicate in what they think, how they feel, what they value, who they are. Any successful relationship is going to be based on two things. Number one, respect. You have got to respect the person in front of you. And that goes back to the very first thing that we talked about, which is values and knowing the character of a person and what it is that you're really looking for and what you do respect and what you do value. And the other thing is communication. And everyone thinks that they're the best communicator, but so often how many times have we been talking to someone and we're talking with an intent to respond because the ego's listening and the ego's getting fired up and the ego's trying to think about what to say next or we hear something and we become reactive to it we don't understand how to communicate we don't understand the difference between active listening and actually making an effort to listen to your partner to show genuine interest in what it is that they have to say, having that empathy, asking open-ended questions to really even dive deeper into something, avoiding just interrupting a person. Okay, ladies, this one is for you. I want to show you what it means to be a high-value woman. I'm offering a boot camp all for my ladies out there where I am going to teach you how to take charge of your life and set a path for your future that you are happy about and excited for. In this boot camp, you will learn how to create positive and healthy self-talk. You will learn how to set boundaries. You will learn how to create the happiness and peace that you desire. 
we are going to tackle a variety of topics. And that's why this boot camp is so, so different because we are tackling all areas of life. We are tackling career and your finances and relationships and love and your health and your physical body and your social life and your girlfriends. And, you know, the part that's so exciting about this boot camp is this course will actually hit every area of your life for a complete guide on how to create a fulfilling life. Now, I don't care who you talk to. We all want a little piece of that. So start learning the skills that are necessary in order for you to have everything you've ever wanted and desired. No more waiting around for something or someone else to begin to fill you up and make you happy. You have the ability to create that happiness all on your own just with what you have right now. This is just about learning the skills that you probably never learned in order to have all those areas of your life feel happy, content, and fulfilled. It is your time to begin creating creating this happiness for yourself. So sign up today on my website. All of the links are below. You know, active listening, it builds this connection between you and this other person, and it helps you to understand the person better, which right there is empathy and right there avoids a lot of fights, a lot of disagreements, a lot of confrontation. So like everything that we've talked about so far, there's like so many different topics that we've already like covered. But I want what I want you to just start getting is that this is not a, oh, you're attractive. Oh, you're cute. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Oh, you do want kids someday? Okay, that's cool. Dating is a balance between me getting emotionally involved with you, right? I'm excited to see you. I'm getting excited. Oh my God, we kissed and all those things. And logically making a decision. And to be honest, you picking a partner has less to do with the emotion that you feel, and it should be more about the logic that's in the head. You know, you don't want to be too logical and not have any emotion because then that's just a fear. That's just a wall that you're putting up because you're fear of, you have a fear of vulnerability. But you also don't want to be so la-la into fantasy land where you then just project everything that you want onto this person and they're not capable of being it, which... I'm sure we've all done that. So it's a balance between how do I let my emotions take over and let me just feel and be and let me not forget that logic that's in the back that says, oh, uh, I didn't really like that, that that person did. Okay, let's just make a mental note of that. And staying really on on target with this. these are the core things that I'm looking for. This is how I want to feel when I know I'm with the right person. I mean, at the end of the day, you're really looking for a friend. You're looking for a friend that you have sex with. You're looking for a friend that you can be intimate with, with, that you can share a life with. And instead of going solely off of just the feelings and the butterflies, if we can start to make more logical decisions, what you'll end up doing is you'll end up avoiding having that crappy and healthy person. And of course, let's mix in that we're working on ourselves and we're becoming healthy ourselves. So if all those things are happening, you will no doubt pick a great partner. But if one of those things are off, then you're just going to default to all of your fears and insecurities and quite frankly, all of your wounds that are unhealed. And this is where we end up attracting dad or we end up attracting mom and we end up attracting this crappy personality that isn't right for us. Then we get married and get divorced and and it's messy and then it's ugly. And then we're going through this painful breakup and then we have an awakening. We want to like avoid all that drama that we had to go through in order to get to that awakening period. We want to just awaken to what should it look like to be dating? What What is the framework here? What should I be looking for? What what are qualities of a healthy partner, of a non-healthy partner, uh, or a toxic partner? 
So, you know, remembering even when we're talking about communication, and for me, this was probably a biggie that I definitely had to learn how to do is remembering that communication is not just about words. It's also about paying attention to your body language, your facial expressions. Oh my God, you guys, I can't even tell you how many eye rolls I've done in the past. (laughs) And, you know, your tone of voice and just your energy, just basically non-verbally saying, I really don't care what you have to say, or which is just a defense mechanism. It's not that, for me, it wasn't that I was selfish and I didn't want to hear the other person. It was that a lot of the times I didn't know how to handle disappointing someone. And so I just wanted to deflect. So paying attention to facial expressions or the tone in your voice, you know, things like that, and really making eye contact, being present, like connecting with the person that you're dating with and not just coming to the table with your wounded ego. Even if someone is straight up gaslighting you, doesn't mean you have to roll your eyes. You can still, I'll tell you the best lesson that I learned was how to not be non-reactive. And again, this is not something that, oh, Steph does it every day, all day. No, but for the most part, Steph does it a majority of the time. Very, very rarely am I the old version of myself. Um, And I think when you learn how to be non-reactive, it doesn't matter if someone's trying to guilt you, shame you, manipulate you, gaslight you. It really just, it doesn't matter. You're not going to be reactive because before I was reactive because I was letting someone tell me what was or who I was or whatever that looks like rather than knowing who I am and having empathy for the fact that they thought or they interpreted my behavior or something that I did in a different way and understanding, okay, I can see where you would think that and trying to have empathy for someone. And if I felt as though that was something that I did do wrong or that I didn't want to change, then I would accept it and work on that. And if it wasn't something I felt like I did wrong, that I would still stand my ground and not allow someone to manipulate me. So I didn't know any of those things. I was just constantly being reactive to how I felt when someone said something that I didn't like, whether I did hurt their feelings or whether they were just trying to manipulate me. So that, the only reason why I was so reactive is because I didn't have a good sense of self. I didn't have that level of confidence to be able to communicate with other people, first off. And second, I felt like everyone else knew who I was but me. And I and I let people tell me who I was and what I thought and what was right and what I shouldn't do rather than me knowing exactly who I am and kind of owning it. But all of those things take time. You have to like build up to be that kind of a person that can really just stand on their own and not feel, you know, not have those waves of whatever, their wounded ego or their manipulation kind of throw you off. Um, And that definitely takes balance. But, you know, think about it. When you're in the beginning of stages of dating, you should be the most secure. You should not be letting someone who doesn't even know you tell you who you are and make you feel bad for it. So right off the bat, that would be like the red flag. But of course, we don't usually know those things. Um, You know, I want to talk about online dating. I feel like everyone's different. Some people are really into it and some people just absolutely hate it. They don't want to do it. They they are waiting for it to just happen naturally, you know, those kind of things. But 
when you go to a bar and a restaurant, you are open to the possibility of someone coming up to you. And I mean, online dating is really the same thing. So obviously I want you guys to be safe first and foremost. I don't want you to rush into things and do things like as you feel comfortable. If you want to be a pen pal for a little while and someone doesn't want that because they're trying to find their wife and they want to rush this, then great. Maybe that's not the person for you. I just don't want you to feel like you passing up an opportunity or or dating someone for a little while and then it didn't work out. And I want you to ever put your eggs all in one basket. Just that wasn't the person. And I think having a little bit of thick skin when you are dating, especially going on those first couple of dates, because this is really just an opportunity for you to make a good impression, for them to make a good impression. You're not really getting into it yet. You're still kind of just showing up as your best self. And so those first couple of dates should really be the easiest. But, you know, don't think that just because on date one, you didn't have the most amazing chemistry in the whole world, that this couldn't be the person. I know plenty of people, me included, who I'm just not a first date. Oh my God, I knew it. It was a soulmate. It was the love of my life. I felt the feelings right then and there. It just, that's just not my personality. Um, I do like to go slow. I do like to get to know people. I'm a little cautious with those types of things because of a defense mechanism, because of being hurt. But I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's actually a good thing. As long as there's not a wall up and you won't let people in, you being a little hesitant, you should be because you don't know this person in front of you and you are getting to know this person. So there should be a level of just let me let me see here. Let me let me check out the situation. Let me listen a little carefully to what you had to say. Um, but not make assumptions about a person or situation just because it's not completely panning out to the way you thought it would be in your fairy tale imagination of what a first date should be, right? We talked all night and then it rained and then he kissed me outside my apartment. Like, no, no, no. We're, we're living in real life here. We're not living in a movie. And you don't need to feel these butterflies like the minute you see a person. I mean, by all means, don't get me wrong. If you see someone you legit know, I would never hook up with you. <laughs> this is not going to be a thing. Then great. You're not going to, you can't force it. But if there's something there that's intriguing you, then kind of go off of that. I, I had an aunt say to me years ago, my aunt said to me, she said, you know, you don't need to know if this is going to be the person. And I feel like when she said that it's, it's so obvious. It's so, I mean, she didn't say anything that was like, Oh, these such wise words, but I just, it clicked with me and I got it. And I was like, you're right. I actually don't need to know if this is going to be the person. Why do I need to know right now? She And she kept saying, just go where the energy feels good. If it feels good. And by feeling good, I mean, you have to be good yourself because then the feeling good is coming from a healthy place, not a, I feel good because this person's giving me things that I'm not giving myself and I have a void and then I'm getting these butterflies. Like I don't believe in butterflies. I believe in, you know, yeah, being a little excited, of course, to see a person, but you shouldn't be gut wrenching, nervous, you know, any of those things. You should actually feel very calm around a person. For if I believe me, this is going to be the one thing that I'm definitely going to tell my son who's nine years old when he starts dating is with the right person, you will absolutely feel so much like yourself and you will feel incredibly calm and at peace. No tension, no drama, no wondering, no, is this person all, like there's nothing of that. 
I mean, think about it. If you've ever met a friend, a new friend, then you guys just hit it off. You didn't feel anything. You didn't feel that he or she was insecure or jealous of you or this or that. It was just like an ease and it really should be an ease. It doesn't mean that relationships are always going to be easy. No, there are things that you might have to go through, of course, over the course of a long-term relationship for sure. But for the most part, it should not be as difficult as we make it out to be. And when it becomes a lot of work, then you know you're with the wrong person. I mean, I don't want to put these false expectations that relationships are, there's no work at all. And, you know, it should just sail off into the sunset all the time. But think about it. If you're picking the right person, you're essentially picking your best friend. And even though if you think about someone who is really your best friend, maybe you've known them majority of your life. Yeah, maybe you, you know, don't want to live with them maybe, but you could talk to them every day, all day. You could be with them. You could run a business with them. And you both have your roles. You both respect each other for what the other contributes to the relationship. You're not looking for this person to be something that they're not. You accept them for who they, who they are and what they're giving to your relationship and vice versa. Now you know you're with a good friend. And I mean, really, that's kind of the same thing that you're looking for in a partner. I would say with dating, do you... I think one of the biggest hurdles that a lot of people face is honestly just the belief that what if it doesn't happen? I think the what if stories really, really hold people back. I think when they start dating that they're trying to be something that they're not, not that on date one, we're just going to be so transparent and tell this person, oh my God, I have this daddy issue and this happened to me today. And you're just completely exposing yourself, you know, like being raw and vulnerable, but ease into it. But don't be afraid to just show someone who you are. And vulnerability is the only way you're ever going to see how a person is going to show up for you. And at some point, you will be vulnerable. Sometimes you will feel weak. You will get sick. You will be not your best self. How does that person show up? That's really where you start seeing whether or not a person is right for you. So in terms of your mindset around dating, you know, you can't let, number one, you just can't let rejection close you off from being in a new relationship or other new possibilities, whether it's rejection in a past relationship or just rejection from, okay, I was dating this person for a little while, or I was talking to someone online for a little while and then they ghosted me. Okay. Not the person. Totally get it. You got a little excited. I, I understand, but now we have to move on. Um, Staying open-minded to all possibilities, whether it's online dating, whether it's meeting someone at the grocery store. I mean, the fact of the matter is you could wake up tomorrow and meet the person. You have no idea when it's going to happen, but it could happen very quickly. And so if it did, your life changes for the rest of your life. You know, let's say you meet someone tomorrow and it's the person that you literally will spend the rest of your life with your life's going to change. So enjoy where you are because we're always searching for the next phase. And we're always like trying to move forward, trying to move forward that we forget how to just be. And when we're just being, we're actually confident again. I'm not rushing into a relationship. I'm not needing to get to this next stage of life. I am just here and I am enjoying myself. That is, first off, it's going to relieve so much stress and anxiety from you. And it's going to help you find the right person because you're not on the hunt. 
you are enjoying your life and you'll be able to detect the right person because again, it'll be an ease. It won't be something that you have to do because you're on this kind of like time crunch. Um, you know, I think letting yourself just enjoy dating and, you know, have fun with the romance and the, oh, did he call or, oh, is she going to write back? You know, just the excitement of the back and forth that you have. I think you have to really enjoy that phase because, you know, you're going to go through that phase. It's going to ebb and flow the course of your relationship. And you're going to look back and you're always going to talk about how we met in the beginning phases of our relationship. And so in the beginning phases of dating, whether you're just casually dating and you don't know if this is the person yet, or if you do think it might be, or maybe you're just single and you're just still looking, enjoy where you are. I guess the point is, is because everything's going to change the minute you meet this person and the minute things start getting serious or whatever. So don't lose who you are in the relationship. Also don't lose that independence. I think while spending time with someone can feel amazing. Okay, great. I have the security of having someone, you know, a date on my birthday or whatever, but maintaining your own individuality, having your own personal space. It doesn't matter if you're living together, just doing things with your own friends by yourself and having that freedom to have your own interests and share sharing in each other's interests and being open to someone exposing you to a different type of life. I think, you know, it really helps to not only keep your independence and foster your own sense of self, but it helps you to be open to life and to new experiences and other things that you may not even realize that you could have been into. I can't tell you how many things. I think golf is probably the biggest thing. I never thought in a million years I would ever play golf, but my partner plays golf and I I enjoy it now actually. So this person has opened my eyes, not as much as he does, but <laughs> it has opened my eyes to an activity that I would have probably never really done on my own or done it as much. So I just think enjoying your independence, enjoying the dating process, understanding who you are, what you want, working on your mindset, working on any fear stories that you're telling yourself live in more of a it is coming phase or space versus a space filled with fear and worry and what if this doesn't happen. So you guys, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to listen every week to the next episode. There's a bunch of free information linked down below if you're interested in taking any of my courses or looking at some of the free guides that we have. I have so much information for you guys, either on social media or on YouTube, or of course here on the podcast. And I'll see you guys next week.